0: Time to ham up. Oh my God, I gotta really try hard.
1: Shut it down!
0: Somehow it's the best! After the Credits,
1: a Yum Chunks podcast.
0: Yum Chunks!
1: Welcome to another episode of After the Credits. Thanks for tuning in. Tonight we're going to be talking about Tenet, the movie that everyone rushed to the theaters to go see. Um. So I know you have been waiting for this episode for a long time. Um, Before we get to our discussion, which will answer all your questions about that film. uh, Let's go around the Chunkfire stories. or Let's go around the Chunkfire. Well, first of all, we have Ryan here tonight. I'm here. That's good. And making his triumphant return, we have Chris. Chris. I'm back. Boy, oh, boy. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, it's been since our Final Fantasy episode, which was way back in... April, May? Uh, Probably maybe May. early May.
2: Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Since 19-dickety-two, have we heard your voice? Um, I think I was in a is... neck brace
2: at that time, even so.
1: <laughs> yep, you were. Man, how things have changed and gotten better? Question mark? We'll find out. Well, you know, what's really
2: crazy is so obviously football just started up. Right. And um, there was a lot of questions on whether it was going to happen or not. And I was in my fantasy league. We were talking about it and we were talking about the Super Bowl, which feels like it was so long ago. And I was just like, oh, man, the Super Bowl day was literally when I got out of rehab after my accident. <laughs> and i went over to my Really? yeah, yeah. And i went over to my grandma to watch the game the
1: accident being much later no the
2: accident was like a a week before the super bowl it's crazy ah. it's crazy to think about because i was just like oh man it wasn't that long ago
1: well now football season started up so get some new part of your body ready to get injured
2: i'm i'm thinking
1: about which one i'm willing to risk this time <laughs> you went pretty big the first time so I, yeah <laughs> it's going to be hard to top um, But for everyone listening Chris is no longer in a neck brace So we can make fun of him now I mean we didn't stop us making fun of him When he was in the neck brace My, but... neck,
2: my neck is all free game now Everybody can
1: make fun of my slinky neck <laughs> <laughs> It was so hard To stifle ourselves <laughs> For this long um, Thank god But uh, Well aside from getting out of a neck brace Chris what have you been up to For the last couple months
2: uh, I guess the big news has already been said to death. Baby, baby times. Just had it. It's actually almost a month old now. I keep calling it an it. He is almost a month old. <laughs> I was old. just going to call you out on that. He is almost a month old. Um, Yeah, man, they don't tell you how hard it is. <laughs> It's Dude, not. It's not that who hard. Doesn't tell you it's that, not that right? hard.
0: They don't. I thought that's like the one thing they say about having a baby is that it's, <laughs> it's horrific hard. and you don't get sleep. And I mean, come
2: on, you know, what things? is so hard about it? The first, it? you know, the first month actually isn't that hard. I mean, <laughs> it really isn't because they spend like the first week especially, right? Like they do nothing but sleep and eat. So actually, really, they they, they wake up obviously at all times of the night, but then you just get up and kind of jam a bottle in its mouth and then. <laughs> You kind of put it back to sleep, and then you get to sleep again. It's really actually not that bad, but, but I'm also used to just weird hours of sleep, anyways. I guess. But
1: no, I I'm on board with this. Parenting <laughs> is easy.
2: It's the easiest thing ever. If he starts crying and none of my tricks work, of like rocking him or walking around with him or anything, I usually just <laughs> what a bag of tricks. I, I yeah, I know. It's crazy doing backflips. Uh, on trampolines <laughs> on tramp- <laughs> <laughs> dunking the baby into a basket um, I, I usually just let him cry you know <laughs> <laughs> <That's> what...
0: <laughs> actually I'm on board with this Let just let him cry but, it you out know,
2: if none yeah. of the tricks are working wait, wait. what are you supposed to do I mean change his diaper all that stuff and he's still crying it's just like you know what you'll get tired eventually I'll just let you cry <laughs>
1: yeah well yeah. What, uh, yeah makes sense to me
2: Either you tell me what's wrong, or you know I'm just <laughs> going to have to work with what I got.
1: Um, and Sounds reasonable. I'll just keep sitting in VR and <laughs> assume <Yeah. laughs> you'll be fine. Um, well, that's good to hear. Uh, how is Kay doing? She's doing good. She's on the road to recovery.
2: That's good. What they what they they really don't tell you is a woman during the the later part of pregnancy and after pregnancy they completely lose their sense of humor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I think there's a part where I'm going to stop commenting, Chris, if you want to continue digging your own grave. Completely. I couldn't tell you how many times
2: I got myself in trouble with an innocuous joke. (laughs)
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Sounds right. Sounds just about right. Uh, well, that's good that she's recovering. Her neck brace is off too, then. So
2: no, nah, that's still on. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's because they gave birth on a trampoline. It it was messy.
1: <laughs> it's these new age birthing methods. <laughs> <nuggets. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then the baby just like flies into the ball pit. <laughs> it,
2: it, well, I mean, it's not a ball pit, right? It's like a foam type foam of pit, thing. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Oh. It's how... It's very natural. It's how they did it, you know. So they did it in the... Hundreds 1890s. of years ago. Cavemen? <laughs> we model, want to model... I mean, I would imagine as um, when
2: the first person came up with the trampoline, he probably tried a bunch of crazy things on it just to see what applications it could have. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if there's been births on trampolines like that. Mm, child exactly.
1: birth. You're probably right. Um Is... Well, I'm not I don't want to assume, but uh your if you don't want me to say your baby's name in public space, I won't. But <laughs> it's did you name your child after the um Nicole Kidman character in Batman Forever? Chase Meridian.
2: No, yes. I did not. And yes, my baby's <laughs> name is Chase. And you you know what's even worse is uh Austin, my other child, he he's been watching that Disney Lab Rat show on Disney Plus and one of the characters in that show is named Chase. And I'm just like, gosh, dang it. If we had just gone with my name, it would have been wholly unique. Nobody has that name in real life. It would have been perfect. Notice I said in I'm- real life. <laughs> in real life?
1: <laughs> I could venture a handful of guesses to what... Uh, but I won't here. I mean, actually, was it Squall? Did you want to name it Squall? No, I wanted to guess. name him yeah. Kylum. Oh, that's right. No, you told me that. I actually did like yeah. that name. I thought that was a cool name.
2: Yeah, I thought that was actually pretty good. It's just nobody could pronounce it. No, uh, my parents couldn't pronounce it. My grandmother couldn't pronounce it. Kay couldn't really pronounce it. Nobody could pronounce it.
1: But could the baby pronounce it? That's the real test.
2: Yes. I tested it I tested it in the womb and it, it was the resounding victor, but Kay Kay didn't let me do it.
1: I guess. Like you said, she had no sense of humor. Um, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's good good to hear everything is going well and that your parenting is not destroying you.
2: Oh, I'm sure it will soon enough. Well, it'll destroy her. I'll go back to work in
1: a little over a <laughs> week and then it'll be mostly her problem. Wait, are you going back to work? You... As in going back into the office? No, 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 work from home. Oh, oh okay, okay. Oh. Uh. Um. But I mean, I got, cool. I got,
2: a, I got four months of parental leave, paid parental leave. So.
1: And you, you're taking it like interspersed kind of over the next.
2: Yeah. Time. So originally, I wanted to take two weeks. Uh, I actually tried going back to work last uh, Tuesday. Um. We decided that might be too soon and too much for K, so I ended up taking another two weeks off. So I've used about a month, a little over a month's time,
1: off so far. That's a good man. That's a good. There's got to be some scheme that we can, can all get four months out of work, paid work. <laughs> well, there's
0: <laughs> yeah, just have a bunch of babies. I mean, there's so many. There's it's so many that.
2: things at Facebook like. I think those are all online, so it's okay to say like they have like baby cash and stuff like that. So when you, you have a baby... They, <laughs> Sounds problematic, but... They give going. you $4,000. So,
1: I mean, you could just keep churning out babies. I mean, I... I Do they call it... Donated plasma, Sorry. and plasma does not pay nearly as well as <laughs> babies. <laughs> Wait, they pay you? For plasma? For babies or plasma?
0: Well, either, but... Uh... <laughs> I donate plasma all the time. I've never gotten money.
1: Well, donating plasma specifically, not just donating blood, because donating blood they don't pay you, but there's plasma donation centers where well, they'll pay you.
0: Yeah, I mean I do that at the San Diego Blood Bank and the Red Cross. I do plasma, I do double reds, uh, I do Well
1: look it up. I mean yeah, there's there's clinics where you go. It's very, very depressing and you don't get paid you get paid like fifty bucks and it takes much it takes like two to three hours to donate.
0: Right, don't they hook you up to a machine yeah, and
1: they yeah. they extract the plasma and then they, the and then they re-inject and, yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: I wa- I, that's how I watched Green Book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, did, you were missing out because you didn't even get paid for it. Um, I didn't.
0: That's, <laughs> man. Why would you? Wait, Sean, are you sure you went to like a legit <laughs> center? It wasn't just like black market It was just an alleyway. Or something? It,
1: like abandoned uh, van I mean, alleyway. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Guy gave me some cash, so I figured it was legit. <laughs> Oh, what we really need to do is have babies donating plasma. There's where the money is. You're just exponentially oh. getting the money back there. It's true. I mean,
0: I will say that the donation – what are they called? Um, Clinics? Whatever, donate, no, the donation doctors. There's oh, a name yeah. blood. Uh, anyways, they're always licking their lips when they're doing it. I don't know what that means, but anyway. <laughs>
1: you
0: uh, know, so how's so, that
2: be? You know, when I knew I was coming on the show – and there would be questions about the baby. I really wanted to have a story as good as Vince's uh, story with the the baby on the airplane rolling down the aisle and all that stuff. <laughs> Sadly, I've only had him for a month, so I don't have anything quite as entertaining.
1: And any it's okay, you got plenty of time. Any
2: stories I would, I would not at
1: the moment be willing to say on the air. <laughs> More, yeah, give it some time. <laughs> just keep them stored up. But. Well, thanks for sharing what you did share. Uh, but that's cool. You have a child now. There's two yum chunks with children. We're getting what there. has happened to us.
2: Eventually, you you'll adopt a kid or have a kid or something. Adopt Ryan as your kid. Something something along those lines. <laughs> I don't want him to need the money.
0: If I got a so. kid, I would call him my my warden and
1: train him. Anyways, well, aside from baby related stuff, Chris, anything else you've been up to this summer? Any shows movies or games or anything that have caught your attention
2: i mean between getting ready for the baby and work and recovery i haven't been able to do as much as i would have liked i did finished Ghosts of tsushima which i know you finished as well sean um and mm-hmm. i really i really enjoyed that um I played a little bit of the Marvel's Avenger game uh, before the baby How was is born. that? Not good. Um, uh, okay.
1: I mean, I've heard so many different things. I watch a lot of YouTubers and reviews, and the consensus seems to be like the single player has potential, and there's some legit fun there. But that the whole marketing and model of the game is a wreck. It's like an even more streamlined. So like elements of it are like it. The ha- like the combat
2: is very generic. And, I, you know, a game that it actually reminds me a lot of in terms of, like, navigation and stuff is that uh, Star Wars Fallen Order or whatever it was, that most recent one that came out. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of that one, whereas, you know, they were talking about, like, the Uncharted elements in it, but they were even yeah. more dumbed down than they are in Uncharted, right? And mm-hmm. almost all element of excitement, surprise, and what you were doing is kind of lost on, like, you know... What Naughty Dog balances in the Uncharted games, with even though you know you know you're pretty safe in all those navigation platforming sections, um, yeah, it's just you know I was I was I didn't feel powerful, right? And I'm always the guy to to bring it back to DC and stuff like that, but you know it just uh, it just felt like maybe. They should have focused on just one character to begin with, you know, like kind of bringing it bring it hone in on a character like, you know, Batman, The Arkham games did, rather than, you know, trying to jam granted now they're doing the Suicide Squad game, but at least they had the time to hone it with one character to see how to balance it with multiple characters. It definitely just feels like Avengers was just like, okay, how, how what would Iron Man fly or how Iron Man flies, he shoots repulsor rays, whatever. But yeah, you could do all that, but it's just not fun. Mm. It gets it gets old incredibly fast. Also, like the funniest thing is right. Okay, you know, like in the Arkham games uh, and how the combat is designed. If you miss somebody, it, it's very evident, and it kind of ends right there, right? Like Batman will swing, miss, and the yeah. combo completely stops, right? And so it kind of has like that almost realistic not realistic but you know it feels good right and it looks Mm -hmm. it looks good I could be like just sitting there as the Hulk swinging smashing the melee button and he's just swinging away hitting nothing but air same thing with like Thor and everything it just looks really bad right (laughs) like it's like I'm supposed to be like a home combatant and super powered and I'm just hitting air and just continuing to hit air just swinging around I don't know it's bunch of gibberish i just said but uh yeah it just it it wasn't quite as uh well crafted as say the arkham games i felt like for a superhero game which granted it didn't need to be the arkham game in particular but i think arkham set uh, set the quality bar for
1: how does it compare to like the Spider Man, the, the Spider Man game, because that's also, I think, a really good example oh, of making that's you feel that's like true. Spider, like a superhero. Uh, much worse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I would still like to try it out. Like I said, I've heard mixed things in general. I'm not a fan of the serv- games as a service model at all in general. So there are kind of a notch against it in my book in terms of that regard. But I was still somewhat, you know, hopeful for the the single player campaign I haven't something.
2: finished the single player, so I can't really speak to mm-hmm. the story and like it yeah. it through and through. But yeah. I mean, in the beginning, it was just it, I guess it was all right. It was it wasn't knocking knocking my socks off, which yeah I don't know. Um, but I am excited now that you brought up Spider Man uh, for the Miles Morales that they showed uh, just the other day at the PlayStation Five event. I thought that looked really cool. it it, it looked like they took a lot of the obviously the spider-man game they had already made and they kind of i don't know they made it miles morales it seems like they took a lot of hints from the uh the movie enter the spider-verse in terms of like style and Mm -hmm. things like that obviously the music choice and everything like that so i'm excited for that game
1: yeah uh, i mean it's definitely one of the ps5 things i'm Looking forward to. I mean, speaking of that event, there's a handful of games they announced, which was kind of cool. Final Fantasy sixteen, <laughs> which I I think yeah, it looks that awesome, was inevitable we brought up. I I so literally speaking, I don't know if I think it looks awesome. By which I mean the graphics, purely on a graphical. Oh come level, on, I'm that was running excited. off of PC. That's, that's sure that's like, fine. I'm just, just like, I, but I'm just saying, I'm not a, But I am still excited for it. it. To me, it looks like, and I'm hoping that it's gonna. It reminds me of Final Fantasy Twelve. Which I am a huge Final Fantasy 12 fan, so so the key I'm, the key
2: thing to take away from that trailer almost, that more than anything, was the development group doing it right. If not the normal mm-hmm. main Final Fantasy development group, it's actually yeah, the it's development M M O team. Yeah, it's the team that did 14, and 14 <laughs> has found a lot of success. And the director has said, and this is very evident throughout the trailer, that if he got to do a Final Fantasy, which ta da, he is. Um, it would be more rooted in fantasy, which obviously we know the, since, like, 7 and 8, there's been a big push to have more of, like, that steampunk and modern tech kind of feel to it, right? And this one, it's very clearly leaning way more back into, like, the traditional, just, like, straight fantasy type stuff. So, yeah. I mean, that I, th- I found that to be really intriguing. And yeah, cool. I mean,
1: like I said, I'm excited for it. I, I have mixed feelings about the MMO design team behind it, because... As much as like twelve, and for a lot of the reasons, I like twelve is some of the MMO. Well, it looks like the combat.
2: The combat is taking a lot of seven remake and 15. yeah. I hope it takes uh, yeah. And I pieces. mean, you guys. I mean, if Aaron was here. He could speak to it. You guys haven't really gotten that far in the fourteen MMO, but once you get past the main game, like the the DLCs, like the story, the narratives is just freaking
1: so good. So it's well, good to hear. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of it was meh up to the part that i played through yeah. so um but i'm still excited for the game but then what else i mean so that that's cool and i was not expecting and it looks like it's far enough i mean they're actually showing gameplay footage in the trailer so that was cool it wasn't just like a logo and then a teaser and a, i stuff.
2: would be i would still be surprised if we see this game anytime before
1: 2023 i was hoping i was thinking maybe 2022 but
2: i mean the i mean the fact that that was just running off of. i suppose uh, that's good and yeah a pc it tells me it's just it's more
1: like conceptual yeah, yeah. right you might be right there um resident evil 8 the village with directed by M. night Shyamalan.
2: i'm you know i'm really excited for village except when i first saw the trailer that showed we you yeah. know months ago or whatever at the first unveiling i was really excited i was just like oh man you know i never finished seven i, I really should go back because this is like a direct sequel to seven almost so i was just mm-hmm. like okay i'll go back you know and then i tried to go back to seven i was just like uh, i'm too much of a scaredy cat to ever get through this game <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, at least you're big enough to admit it
2: <laughs> have you have either of you played that game in vr you
1: no. i played the demo yeah. of it at like e3 one year or something was it in vr and it was pretty, yeah it was it was like yeah the psvr yeah um it was uh yeah, it was really. I mean, it was really scary. I only played it for 5 minutes or something, but yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh what um, uh, what else? They sadly did not have any more bug snacks uh at this event. But what what else did they have?
1: Um I mean, Dark's or Demon
2: Souls Remaster. So when um, you were watching the Demon Souls trailer where you were like I I mean, I was watching it and I was just like I don't feel like they're doing a good job necessarily selling this game. It looks like he's just sprinting from room to room, hitting attack a couple times, <laughs> moving to
1: the next I mean, room. they're doing a good job selling it for the Demon, the, the Dark Souls fan, you know, the, the fans of the franchise, I think. Maybe. But, I don't know. Um, what else? Uh, God of War teaser. Oh, yeah, that was, that
2: was a good way to end it, for sure. And yeah. next year? Next year, though? Yeah, I, I, don't I don't know, know if that. I believe that. Gonna, that's not happening. That Considering
1: they just had a sound. teaser <laughs> like it's just the logo. Um and, th- and there's things I'm sure I'm forgetting. Um but those are the things that I think stood out to me. You you know what what
2: uh was actually crazy about the the 16 announcement was that it was a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. Which it was just was like, cool. man, Sony must have thrown down some pretty uh pretty heavy money.
0: I mean, does that really have any meaning nowadays? Because at this point, we all know it's eventually going to be cross-platform. Uh, right?
2: yeah. I mean, they've come back and they've clarified that as of right now, it's not.
1: I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I I think you're right. Right now, it, there's nothing specifically lined up. but I I'm almost positive there will be a different. I mean, yeah. freaking Final Fantasy 15 came out on mobile. Like, I I'm not.
0: Yeah, like I think at this point we can we should just kind of move on evolve as a society and say, yeah, we, we we know it's exclusive for like three months or even if it's three years, it I mean it it's gonna eventually wind up on
1: PC. And potentially even on um, yeah, because the mobile version the switch even got c fifteen. So um
2: oh but, uh, you know what was yeah. also a really good uh thing was the Devil May Cry five
1: special edition. Uh,
2: I thought that was really cool. I'm excited I saw that. that. I yeah. mean, I
1: never played, never actually played Devil May Cry Five, and that one looks like you know, if it's a launch title, then potentially I might get it. don't you know, just because I I think it. Didn't, the, it, didn't the trailer
2: say it would be available for download at launch? Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I think Five is the best Devil May Cry.
1: And then I could go back and listen to your episode with Aaron that you talked about.
2: And then we can re-record it with you. <laughs> And just... I'll just
1: record my own commentary <laughs> on your episode. No, that was super exciting. Um, yeah, it was fun. Um, so yeah, some cool other news. Um, anything else, Chris, that you have watched recently?
2: Um, so I I, I have been trying to work my way through Curb Your Enthusiasm, finally, and. Mm. yeah it, you How know nice. i find That's the good. show obviously really funny it's very cleverly well I, I would say written but from my understanding is they do very minimal writing and then it's mostly ad-libbing
1: yeah they, i mean they write the structure and the scenes yeah. out and stuff but yeah a lot of the actual
2: dialogue um, is but so i was like watching it in the background while working you know working from home and stuff and i found that it was just stressing me the hell out and i could just feel <laughs> it and like at the end it of is the a day stressful show. i'd be like <laughs> In like a more defensive, combative mood when talking to people, <laughs> <You turned laughs> which is not Larry a great David. thing to do as a producer yeah. for sure. So I was just like, I can't watch this show on weekdays anymore. <laughs> but it's really funny. um What else? What else? I did finally watch Palm Springs. That was really good. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I mean, I've just been kind of mostly background noise with the baby, you know, old old shows, Malcolm in the Middle. Drown
1: out the baby, yeah. whatever you can put on TV that's loud enough to drown out the newborn. Uh,
2: and then okay. that's about it. Cool. Yeah, I mean, uneventful oh. life.
1: Says so the guy that are just streaming that baby and making the stream. You know, books. that's actually just not a bad it- idea.
2: Kay keeps bringing up how she wants to do. Like a you become like a YouTuber, and monetize stuff, this, right? game. maybe because she kept on saying like because you know there's this like life after college one where it's this guy with his corgi and stuff. She kept saying, "Oh, should I do this? Should I do this?" I was like, "Well, you'd just be copying his, and people
1: probably wouldn't watch it." <laughs> Wait, is she gonna walk the baby she around should. on a leash? Yeah. That... <laughs> um. Yeah. I would watch that. Put a baby live cam. Are there baby live cams? Probably. Well, if there isn't, she could be the like first. Celebrity babies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that not season two of that coming out supposed to come out soon? Of
2: Ce- Celebrity Babies? Oh, uh, you know no, you know what comes leave. out tonight? That Jurassic Park show. Oh, Is that we're gonna watch it? Crustaceous that?
1: Park. Yeah, <laughs> um No, I was talking about the Tim Robinson show. I've never seen uh, it was a celebrity oh, baby. Yeah, so it was the best baby or whatever.
0: Yeah, the best baby awards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Little Debbie Dumpy, <laughs> <laughs> pancake <laughs> by <Bud>. a
2: bulldozer. <laughs> 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 what about uh, what about you, Sean? What's been going on in your life?
1: Uh, nothing super new or exciting since last I talked. I finished Dark season three, which is all three seasons. And if you need another hit of. Time travel antics after <laughs> tenant recommend dark. Uh, yeah, that show you spend hours wrapping your head, trying to wrap your head around that that insanity. It's funny like so it, it it's it, it's a completely different aspect of time stuff than tenant or whatever, and not to get into spoilers for either one of them, but um, they're good complimentary pieces. They're both things where your melt brain just melts and you don't know what happened at all. Um, if you have a, someone who has already watched it, use them as a resource and just ask them constant <laughs> questions. What is? What was this? How did this make sense? Um, but I finished that. I started watching Boys Season 2. So far, it's great. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, the new episode's up tonight. That's right.
1: Yeah, I think it's episode five. I'm liking it. I'm liking it so, liking
2: so far more yeah. than the first season. What about
1: you? I, I mean, I've only, I'm only yeah. two or three episodes in, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I like the first season a ton. I thought season first one was great, and I'm liking this one a lot too. So, I still don't yeah. quite like. It's, it's still just so like depressing. It's, like, it's just yeah. like, it's hard to like get excited to watch the show, even though every time <laughs> I watch it, I'm really ha- like it's so good. Just like, man, I don't know if I feel like watching another episode of this awful show. <laughs> not yeah. awful, but like show in this awful world.
0: Probably one of the most cringe-worthy things was like the first episode when he pulls the milk out of the fridge.
1: Oh, oh no. <laughs>
0: that was so hard to watch.
1: Uh, but great. But yeah, that's good. Um, and what else? There's not much else. Um, yeah, that's, that's really Is, all it, is anybody do. watching the, the
2: Lovecraft Country show?
1: Oh, I have. uh, That's I have watched that. I haven't watched the latest episode, but I've watched all the other episodes, and that's actually good. It's it doesn't like it's not amazing every episode. At least it doesn't hit the highs every episode. But each episode didn't miss so far. Yeah, it. But it's really interesting in that each episode's its own like it's a, a a different genre. So there's like one episode that's like a like a haunted house, and then another episode that's like a adventure. And then, you know, so it's kind of interestingly like that, but also it's just like a really, really good show bringing in, you know, otherworldly horror elements into America, American history and tying it so inextricably and really well with, you know, just racial issues and racism in America. So I think they do a good job with that. But yeah, sometimes it's kind of hit and miss. Um, but I'm I'm generally liking it so far. It's really good. The production values, I think, are pretty cool too. Like some of the stuff they're doing it. Sometimes though, it does get just like wacky. Like, oh, yeah. okay, this there's now wizards on doing just like straight Wh- up magic. Wizard, literally. Yeah, I think that. I think the, oh, I think yeah, the lines exactly. like,
2: when did the grand wizards become
1: <laughs> literal? <laughs> like <actual> yeah. <laughs> um but it's yeah i mean it's also just like a really important show for i mean uh three white guys talking about a show that's essentially about the black experience in 1950s definitely leaves me super depressed yeah um but yeah so i've been watching that and um i don't know what else that's i can't think of anything else ryan what about you
0: oh um well i've been continuing my star trek trek mm. i finished all the original series all the original movies and now i'm on to next generation so stay tuned Ooh, for are more. you in, have you started you yet are you in yeah
1: i'm like classic season five. one amazing star oh, Trek. boy <laughs> i forgot
0: how weird that first season well, is season like it's,
1: there's, it's so bad in so many ways like it, yeah it's,
0: it's i'm actually surprised it continued after because yeah. it, it definitely wasn't super impressive right yeah um Well, I mean, the first
1: season and two, there's so much was Gene Roddenberry still like dictating. And it kind of was like once they got him, it kind of sucks because they kind of forced him out from my understanding a little bit. But the show Mm. definitely improved after. Yeah.
0: In fact, it's so much of that first season is leaning on the original series. Like, I mean, they revisit the same story. In fact, there's like the same, the crew gets infected by the same species Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. same disease or whatever. And they even say, oh... Let's look in the logs. Has this ever happened to another yeah. ship before? Oh, sure enough, it did. Kirk's crew had this happen to them. Anyway, um, but uh, I still like it. It's still fun. Um, so doing that, uh, I did watch
1: the New Mutants. Oh, I need, I still need to. I don't know where I could see that. I got to check where I could watch that because yeah, I, wanna, I really want to do an episode. We have to do an episode on that.
0: Yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> but right did you watch
1: on.
2: Mulan?
1: I did watch Mulan. I've also watched um, Mulan, which I think yeah. we are going to still try to do an episode on that. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, soon. I think so. I
2: think we could. All right. Well, then we won't talk about it. Have you watched? I also did... yeah. No, I have oh, not. Okay. Kay would kill me if I spent thirty dollars on a single movie. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, yeah. New. I guess if we do a full episode on New Mutants, then I won't go into detail, but um the the way my experience was is like i just had this feeling where if if you were to completely just like like there's this idea that like i'm holding or like we hold on to our lives based on our like like an active force but of course our bodies will continue living because the human body wants to stay alive but i just had this feeling where it was like if i just kind of let go i think my soul would just like <laughs> leave my body that's how i would describe that movie i'm not sure if that makes sense but but that's the best way i can describe it <laughs> Is just like complete, yes. just just giving up everything that makes you tethered to this planet or to this reality, and just disappearing into nothingness. So if you do see it,
1: so be top prepared rankings. for
0: some. Well, yeah.
1: it, so does it? Just to answer this: Does it fall either on the very top or the very bottom of your X X Men cinematic movies rankings?
0: Yeah, it. I hate because there, there's some X Men movies that I like. I hate I love what is it hate I love hate yeah. right um I like can't origins. even love hate it was that uh,
2: like Wolverine Origins Yeah that's
0: actually a good right cuz it's so famously bad that you kind of it kind of comes back to being like fun to watch in a way cuz it's like this is so stupid um but you kind of say that with a smile This one like 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 I said I kind of just I wanted to stop existing I guess <laughs> um <laughs>
2: It's a weapon of mass destruction. To stop be. existing,
1: that's a. It will create
2: lethargy in whoever watches it. It, yeah, it, it, uh,
0: it, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, I won't go into that <laughs> any more detail. It'll depress me. um So yeah, I guess it has to fall on the bottom to answer your question. Ooh. Um, yeah. Um, I did start watching that new Netflix show, *Dragons' Dogma*, which I thought it was going to be something else than it was.
2: I watched the first episode. Is so it far, yeah. is it based off the like, game? Yeah, y- yeah, but loosely, loosely. Yeah, I, I was gonna know say loosely because,
1: show
2: off of that. yeah, I mean, it, it takes the same kind of general concept of you know the risen dragon, etc. But like none of the setup of the game is there or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm
0: like four episodes in or something, but okay. it, it's more like it. To me, it felt like like oh, that Castlevania series was really cool. Let's let's do that. And it it
2: just kind of felt like. I think That's I've said cool. this before on on the maybe multiple podcasts. I just really hate that cel shaded. Uh, it, it's such a cheap-looking is it the same style as like animation. Dragon Prince? It's close, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Because it's three D, maybe yeah. not even as good as Dragon oh, Prince. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just like every time I see that, I'm just like, man, this seems so lazy. Yeah. I it, don't know. I'm not a fan of it, especially since like,
0: it it definitely delves a little too deeply into anime cliche and like the protagonist he, like he his like his body structure is not like he's the, he's like a sh- like shrugged or stuck in a permanent yeah, shrug like permanent shrug <laughs> and like it's almost like he has too little skin yeah like, he, they didn't give him enough skin so everything is like so like imagine that like tightly pulled over They're like, his like muscles. we're gonna make this we're gonna make this
2: guy a beefcake but we're not going to make him. Yeah, look like he stands it, like a normal human being. He's going to be in an awkward pose the whole time, and just be completely like they like vacuum like like uh, sealed his skin yeah, around his. Back. Yeah, it really
0: does. Yeah, he's Stretch Armstrong guy. Yeah, it's it's kind of disturbing, especially since he takes off his shirt like way too often. <laughs> You're
2: like, ugh, ugh, look how jacked um, he is. Because that's what the game was all about—how jacked you were.
0: <laughs> I don't remember that, but. Um... Yeah. Anyway, that I think that's you know that kind of summarizes what I've been up to um, since the last time around the chunk fire fire.
1: Sweet, fire. cool. Well, that brings us to our main dish, um, and what a dish! Well, before we get into discussion, um, and before we get into summary or spoilers, <laughs> I wanted to but spring this we get on into you guys. The
2: preamble
1: yeah. to this. <laughs> we have to set up everything properly um no since the this film is a unique well not this film specifically but because our current movie watching experience is unique i and there's a good chance that many of our listeners and by many i mean maybe like two out of the three of our listeners have not seen this film chewy we're talking about chewy yeah probably <laughs> uh So, I don't want to spoil anything as much as possible. So, I wanted to go around, without spoiling anything, have you guys say, is this movie worth seeing in the theater and kind of rate it, but rate it, is it worth risking your life to see in a theater or is it just worth seeing in a theater if you could be guaranteed to see it safely? You know what I'm saying? Like, rate the film now before we talk about it. So, someone listening to this who hasn't seen it, for good reason, might be able to get something... A recommendation. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, before, obviously, I just had a kid and everything. Kay was not very eager for me to go out and catch the Ronies, right? So I call it the vid. I call it the Ronies. Um, so I had to explain. I was like, "This is a Christopher Nolan. This is a, <laughs> this is a Christopher Nolan what? film." It's I. I mean, since uh Batman Begins, I've watched every single one of his films in theaters, and I want to continue doing so because he does craft his movies for the theater experience, right? IMAX cameras and the way that he designs audio and everything like that. It's just meant to be experienced in a theater. And I feel like Tenet holds up in that sense. Right. I mean, sadly I couldn't watch it in IMAX mm-hmm. because the nearest one is very far from home and I had to stay near home, but like the audio and everything like that, like it's, mm-hmm. it's so much better than at home on just a general sound system and everything like that. So,
1: so you're you definitely recommend going to see it in the theaters. What is your risk like what do you think what to you is worth the risk? What do you mean? As in like would you go see it if you had a 10% chance of getting corona? <laughs> uh 100% chance. <laughs> You would still
2: go see it. All right. There's Chris's I We absolutely do not endorse delivered. the opinion. I mean, really, I of, expressed on this podcast. Really, I went for the Ronies, and I just stayed for the movie.
1: So. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Um. Well, I'm. I would say that. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a very theatrical experience. That it. It. It would be hard to replicate that experience. Not you know watching it just at home or whatever. Well, it'd be impossible to, but, it, um, but I will say I, it's not worth risking. So I would say only go to the theater if you are guaranteed, like, and I don't know how you could guarantee this, but if you're sure that the theater experience is going to be safe for where you're going to go see it, I would say if you could confidently go see it where it's going to be safe, then it's worth going to see it in the theater. Um, well, luckily
2: you could sure. always go online and just look at the theater, like, So, like, on the Regal app, right, it shows you all the seats. Uh, They were obviously forcing two-seat gap between parties and stuff like that. And you can just see how many people are in the theater at that time uh, or have purchased tickets at that time and where at and things like that. And then you can just make an informed decision based off that information.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say that even that, like, well, Ryan, why why don't you say what you think first?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, if there I don't understand this roni thing. I thought that was short for macaroni at first, but um if you were guaranteed macaroni to see this movie, yes, definitely go see it. Um no well okay, so yeah, if there if there was not a pandemic uh right now in the world, 100% see it in the theater. Um but since there is, I would I would say it's not absolutely necessary that you risk your life to go see this movie. Yeah. Um However, I will say you are missing out on a on a unique experience that you I do not think you can get at home, and not just because of the grandioseness of the way uh, Nolan shoots and all that stuff being catered towards a, a theater experience. But I think there's also something about the nature of the film itself, and without getting into yeah. details, that it it makes the experience more heightened. Yeah. Um,
1: the other and thing too is the, maybe I'll, yeah like just a, when you're watching a movie at home <laughs> like when i watched mulan or i don't know whatever onward or bill and ted or whatever right any movie at home right you're you're on your phone you're more relaxed something going outside you're relaxed you're getting up you're going to the, like right it's a it's a different experience when you're in the theater and you're just the movie, like, boom, this is...
2: all this other stuff yeah, um, but
0: if you're in the theater, you are, you know, you're a captive audience. Yeah. you can't pull out your phone, or if, yeah, or if you do, you, so should, you also, should definitely get yeah. the coronavirus. And, and and
1: I was gonna say, just, well, Ryan, you've seen it twice, so you risked your life twice yes. to go see it. Um, I did. I would say, and the, when I saw it, uh, the theater. Well, I went. Ryan went with me after he'd already seen it once. But um, the theater was li- like there were four other people in the entire theater. In our in our in our screening and the theater itself, like the lobby and everything else, there was no one there. There was well, there was like one or two other patrons and then the staff. So it was very very empty. I never felt like it was crowded at all. And I would say like if you're going to if you do look up on your tickets on on an app and you see the seats and there are seats that are it looks pretty full, but they're still doing the two seat gap. To me, that would be still too crowded for me. I wouldn't go see it. Yeah. I, it, but because the experience I saw it where it was literally like. 4 people out of 250 seats. I was like, "Oh, get it." Well, I yeah,
2: mean, I guess fine. I guess the question we need to ask is let's say who knows how much longer this is going to go on, right? Yeah. Would you go see another movie in theaters if it was big enough?
1: If it was like that? Yeah, if it was those conditions. Well, no, no, I no. Would.
2: I mean, I well knowing the theater conditions as they are, right? With the rules that they have, yeah. but yeah. say obviously you can't know how sold out a theater is going to be until you know, like an hour before the movie or even then. Um, yeah. Like, would you go watch like Black Widow or Wonder Woman? Would you go to theaters to watch those?
1: Mm, it's a tougher call. I don't know.
0: I mean, it, I mean, I, mean, use those I movies don't movies usually buy my that's ticket that's until an hour use. before.
2: Like, I would go see Wonder Woman in theaters. So, yeah. I mean, whatever movie you you would be excited for. The next James Bond. Would you go yeah. see the next James Bond in theaters? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, in general, yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. But yeah, it I mean, but
0: again, it, it, I would look at the theater tickets exactly as much time. It takes me to drive there and see what, how the theaters uh, seats look and make it my decision based on that.
1: Yeah. So there you go. I don't know if that helps anyone out there who is on the fence about whether they want to go to the theater theater to see this movie. You have our thoughts on the matter before we get into spoilers. Um, but if you don't care about spoilers, then continue listening because we're about to get into it. Um, so no, let's summarize. All right, this Sean, let's see how, let's see how, <laughs> let's see those skills. <laughs> All right. So actually, if you start playing this episode backwards from here on out, it will actually explain everything. Um, okay, let's see. Um, we open in, in a opera house. There's some sort of, um, terrorist group that the um, you know um, US group or US CIA operatives clandestine group is stopping these terrorists they get a contraption the main character is is captured he takes a cyanide pill and that was it was fake but it proved to the CIA or whoever some mysterious group that he was trustworthy that he was willing to put it all on the line so then he's brought into the fold about this secret group called tenant that basically is aware of the idea that there are things in the world that are running backwards through time and that somewhere in the distant future people have figured out how to manipulate objects so that they will run backwards to our current flow of time does that feel like a succinct accurate description of i don't what know his, if you can accurately is?
2: describe the type of Time travel thing that's going on in this movie because even traveling backwards, like they're still moving forward in time, just backwards through yeah, time. Yeah, but they're but
1: they're but that's what I'm saying. They're they're moving backwards against our normal flow, right? I guess. Right? That's
0: accurate. That's correct. They they have reverse polarity in terms of. Well, I mean, just like the word
2: itself, I guess the best way of describing it is literally a palindrome, right? It's like things
1: moving forward and then moving backwards. It's like a boomerang. Basically, if, if, I mean, not really, but let's say boomerang is just the most succinct, easy. They have figured out how to get the object to come back towards them or, you know, backwards through the same trajectory, but just going reverse. It, <laughs> and the more I explain it, the more less yep, I sense. That's good. Move, that's, keep yeah, moving, continue keep moving. with the plot summary. Okay, though. so anyway, so as he's Fair doing story. this, they have a few leads about some arms dealer that has connections to these people. So he tracks down this arms dealer through various cool action movie, CIA spy stuff. Robert Pattinson's another operative that he's working with. They explore India and they explore, I don't know, Greece or something i don't know wherever that yacht is i don't know where that yacht's supposed to be um uh, and then they find the guy kind of behind everything kenneth brana arms dealer guy who is in contact with this group and they have the final key to this puzzle that is somehow will control the flow of time or something or it's it's, it's a weapon Wait, what does that thing do? Do they know what? That it doesn't thing matter. Is? It's just it's yeah, it's, a it's the It's the MacGuffin to get them. Whatever. Yep. So halfway in, but then he finds uh, someone else. <laughs> I got to the part where he. <laughs> I got he, halfway through the film. Someone just say the. He uses time.
0: Ta- he uses his time magic and stops the the MacGuffin from blowing up the world.
1: Yeah. Okay. Then he goes backwards through time <laughs> and does all these backwards shenanigans, and everyone goes backwards through time. And then they have a giant army fight where half of them are backwards and half of them are forwards. And then they win. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Perfect. (laughs) Yep, that explains it. Um, And that's Tenet. It is what happens in that movie. Kind of. Yep. 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 Well, why, Chris, do you feel like you had to go see this in the theater? Do you still feel like that?
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel like I already answered that question. Yeah, you did I, answer that. We all answered I that. mean, I guess
1: I, I... guess what I'm saying is, did you like this film? <laughs> I was trying to think yeah. you were <laughs> clever. Uh, <laughs> I,
2: I would say I really enjoyed this film, but it definitely falls more in the middle of the Nolan films to me. I think... Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing, it's it's definitely just like almost completely. Actually, I think it is just event driven, right? It's just event, 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 yeah. and it lacks the kind of character depth that you know, Inception, Interstellar, The Dark Knight movies, all of it. Like, there's usually like a a defining element to the characters that drive them forward, and this one is just, hey, this guy's a soldier, he's a good guy, just doesn't, he just time is driving <laughs> him forward, <laughs> right? But. I mean eventually he meets the uh Lucy is it, what's her name? I don't Cat know. Cat yeah right Cat, he yeah. he he encounters her and they start developing something but it's never really like the driving force right it's just he wants to be a soldier. He doesn't want bad things to happen so he's mm. gonna go out and do the stuff, right? Matter of fact, the beginning of the movie is just moving so quick in terms of what he's doing. It was almost hard to follow at first, right? Because the beginning of the movie? The, well, yeah,
1: we'll get into that. You mean that. the whole movie? The <laughs> whole movie, but yeah, but yes, definitely the very beginning of the movie for sure too. Just, well, not just the begin, very beginning, but the beginning. Because
2: it's just like, hey, you you almost died. Okay, you're part of the secret group. Okay, meet scientist lady that you'll never talk to again. She'll give you a brief description. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah, now, now why, you're showed up again. Doing some gonna... pull-ups, doing some push-ups. Okay, now you're going to England. Was he doing
1: pull-ups? Oh, that's right. He lived in a talk... Yeah, band. He did pull-ups. You're pull gonna ups. meet
2: Michael Caine. Okay, now you're gonna go talk to <laughs> freaking art appraiser. Things. Okay, now things will slow down and we can kind of build, kind out, of. build out events. Yeah, I, I, I
1: guess they kind of slowed down a little bit then. But up until did that they... point, like he, he even before
2: that, right? He even before he meets Cat and them, the the India scene where he's with. Uh, with Neil, yeah. right? Yeah. That scene went so fast. I was just like, "What is going? Hey, here's Neil. Yeah. Who's this guy? Right? It's yeah. this who's this
1: guy? Yeah. <laughs> like they don't. Have, there's no. So I'll get. I, I because Ryan and I talked a little bit after we watch it. So a couple of things I'll, I'll I'm gonna say I've already mentioned to Ryan, but I have some thoughts about that whole relationship too. But but yeah, no, definitely. I agree with pretty much everything you've been saying.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I enjoyed it. It was it uh, definitely feel well, hard to say. It's like a, a pot, just a popcorn flick because obviously the movie is so intricate and makes no, no sense. Even when you do pay attention <laughs> that you can't really just shut off your brain because then you'll really have no idea what's going <laughs> on, but it, it's enjoyable. it it's enjoyable to watch and try to decipher <laughs> how things are working. I think I think towards the end of the movie
1: I started to understand how things worked. <laughs> you're like finally getting the purse scene you're like oh <laughs> roll credits and then you're like wait wait wait.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good description of uh the movie going experience. Like I, my whole thing was every scene I was watching, I was still like decompressing and compiling the previous scene I had just watched. So I was only half paying attention to any given scene I was currently <laughs> watching. So, which is why I definitely had to see it twice. Cause, um, it, 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 just, it would, my brain couldn't comprehend it on a first pass. Um, which it was definitely more enjoyable the second time. It, it, like, cause, you, in like fact, you're saying, Chris, the movie moves so quickly, especially in the beginning. Um, so, watching it a second time, I felt like time slowed down. Like I was like, "Oh, am I? Is am I galaxy brain? Am I like? <laughs> do I understand this movie now?" Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think I pr- probably enjoyed it more than and probably youtube like because i wasn't as bothered by things quote unquote not making sense um i put that in quotes because i still believe that it could
1: make
2: sense if i was smart i enough. mean if you had to place it somewhere um, on nolan's film scale not an exact spot
1: but you know upper middle Well, i was low. gonna say i was gonna have you guys i was gonna rank them right at the end of the episode oh, like well. all of the numbers. i mean i already ruined that. i mean i, I think
2: said middle so.
1: Oh,
0: um, yeah, I, I don't think it's his top contender. Um, and I think Chris has a really valid point. We can get into it more later about character development mm-hmm. that I thought that it wasn't as strong as any of his other films, debatably. Um, but uh, I would still put it above, like, Insomnia and maybe maybe even Dark Knight Rises. Um, just because it was... The, the innovation alone is worth giving all kinds of points towards. Um, I mean, sure, we've seen time travel movies before, but I've never seen a time travel movie like this. Um, even Dark and Palm Springs, which we've already mentioned, all time travel movies are are point insertions. And then you continue moving forward in time from whatever your point insertion is. But this one has nothing like that. It's just a polarity. You're either going forwards or backwards and there's no jumping around. I've never seen a movie do that um, or even read a story that does that. Um, and, And not to say that I super well read and that, that that doesn't exist at all i'm just saying yeah it's, pulled it off with
2: impeccable it really it really like, doesn't come through you know, in the trailer what type of movie you're well you're i'm glad it was right i'm i'm yeah, glad so when, you, when you when it finally starts to come together in your mind when you're watching the movie it it's really cool like ryan said right because you're just like oh yeah wow yeah no i've never seen really anything remotely yeah like there's this. there's
1: for sure for a time travel movie to do something completely original, like for any movie really. But yeah, that yeah. that's pretty freaking amazing. Like right. it's hard to and, even call it a time travel movie, but, but there's right. no other, I mean, it literally is a time travel movie. I, uh, you know what I mean? Like it's just, there's no other word for it. That's, a, that's the yeah. closest thing. I mean, yeah. I don't know.
0: And, yeah. So the, the what of this movie, like as in what was done is was, was amazing. I mean, I would maybe knock some points or I don't know, whatever on the, how of it like maybe the way it was conveyed and i think again just like plot or not plot but yeah mostly character stuff i i wanted more from protagonist um because i really liked him and i was like oh like give me a little more give me just a little more personality like um even if you have to mug a little like i'm okay with that like (laughs) you know because you know if uh, this movie is obviously compared to like bond movies or which, which I didn't actually pick up on a lot of that, but if things were changed a little bit and you, and you put like a ultra charismatic, like Hollywood type, like a Tom Cruise or a, even a Daniel Craig or something, you know, yeah. in that role. And he's totally like mugging and smirking and being super like cocky. Um, you could kind of see, Oh, okay. Now this movie takes on a very different tone and he's, he's like this, I don't know.
1: It's very strange. yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. The the bond things are. I mean, the whole Michael Kane thing with the suit. It's very like. There's a lot of bond yeah. stuff in there and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure.
0: Yeah, and I, I compared like the first that first scientist that he never meets. Like you could say, oh, that was his, like qu- that's Q he was kind of giving him a rundown yeah. on here. Here are the gadgets you'll need to be familiar yeah. with moving forward in this movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I. But, pretty much agree with everything so i kind of like i was i was talking to some other friends um who haven't seen the film and i was trying to describe them to it and the way i described this film i was like this is the film equivalent of a mathematical proof so if if that has if that sounds like has no interest to you then you're (laughs) um but if it somehow like if that intrigues you in some way then you'll probably get something out of it so I've always thought that there's been three things a movie could do, or three pillars of film engagement for an audience. And this is just something I've always kind of made up. It's not anything official or whatever. But, but a movie could appeal to engage an audience or appeal to an audience viscerally. So, generally speaking, that's like big action films with big, boisterous explosions, or maybe even like. Grotesque or gory, whatever, something viscerally. You know, it doesn't even have to be yeah. an action. Just like amazing spect- spectacles, spectacular, visually amazing. Not, not just visually though. It could be auditorially. It Audio, could be whatever. Yeah. Something overwhelmingly impressive in that regard. Uh, a film could engage an audience intellectually. So obviously this film does where you are constantly engaged with your mind or you have to either you're figuring things out, following a plot, or, and then the third pillar is a film can engage or an audience engages with the film emotionally. And so, I, and I always said a, a good film has to have two of those three pillars. A great film will usually have all three. And to me, this film has the visceral and the intellectual up the wazoo, but it doesn't have much emotionally, if any. And so, as yeah. that's kind of how I've kind of it. So, to me, it's a really good film and I do really enjoy it. And the intellectual is so strong that it has me engaged a ton. And I know it will engage a lot of people who love those types of things. They're trying to, like, people who like dark or I don't know, whatever, figuring out or, or even things like Lost, right? Now, well, To me, Lost kind of is very emotional. But there are people who love Lost just because of the wacky plot shenanigans and stuff, right? If you're someone who loves those types of things, then you'll probably like this film. But a lot of people don't or they're not at all interested in engaging intellectually in a film. And if that's you, you probably won't like this movie. Um, I should have said that part before we got to spoilers. But uh, that probably summarized my feelings best. But, um, you know, thinking
2: about more about – I I actually did have a theory – I mean, it's not a very deep theory or anything, but I did have a theory of why maybe the emotional kind of took like the backseat and like how we discussed uh, characters not being as uh, driven by character elements like they were in his previous film. And I think it's because of the time travel nature, right? And how the obviously like almost every single time travel movie ever, there's a loop, right? To keep the loop clean and not too far-fetched, Removing that kind of emotion driving element from it makes makes the beginning slash end of that loop very neat, right? Yeah. And it doesn't. You don't have to think about it as hard as to wait. Well, would he? Would he have technically have known this then? Right? Yeah.
1: Like, if you have character motivations, it muddies up a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Whereas if it's just event, like you were saying, event driven, well, they're they're cut black and white, cut and dry. This triggers this, triggers this, triggers this, triggers this. We don't have to think about it. And, yeah, there might be something to that. I mean, I think all a couple of things that, like, I think the biggest thing to me that just, uh, it was the relationship between protagonist and cat. Like, to me, that was just, like, why does he care so much? Like, he's a CIA agent. He doesn't want to see anyone die or anything. But they're, like, trying to make this bond. Like, they have this bond. And I never really bought it. Just I don't know.
2: I think, just think he was kind of smug. Yeah. Smug with her, right? If, I mean, the first time they meet, she kind of calls him on his BS, and then she's like, Oh, well, you're going to get, you're, you know, beat up and to the point of nearly dying. He's like, Am I? And then, mm-hmm. right, you pass out. <laughs> and then it's just kind of like, I don't know. It just felt like it, it was just like that kind of relationship, right? Like, Oh, smug with each other. Not necessarily like flirtatious or anything like that. Just like, just they're, they're constantly surprising one another with, what they can do, where they're willing to go, so on and so forth.
0: Yeah, I have to, again, I have to kind of lean into, like, the performance. Not necessarily, like, against, for or against, just kind of as it happened. That, like, different actors acting can just portray, uh, like, emotional romantic connection just even if the dialog's the, the exact same of what it was in this movie and they could have conveyed that right you're like oh man there is a initial romantic interest i mean obviously i don't know if that would hold up for the rest of the movie because you'd have to start engaging in whatever that would have been on paper um but uh yeah again just the lack of emotional connection for me was more driven from uh yeah just like the selection of or the directing of their performances more so um yeah it just there's they're a little too efficient with communication rather than natural human communication is a little more i don't know yeah inefficient it's goofy and weird and you say us like i just did a bunch um right but like i mean that it goes went, back
2: to what i said or what we were kind of talking about earlier, right? With how quick things were moving in the beginning, right? Everything that was said was just matter of fact, right? There was there was no jokes, there was nothing. It was just like yeah, matter well, of fact. I, th-
1: there were jokes, there were jokes, the jokes but I, 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 I the way I describe it that. is that it's it's humorless, and I don't mean that specifically that there was no jokes or it wasn't funny because there were some parts that I kind of you know chuckled and stuff, but it was humorless and insensibility. It just like. It was so, and I was telling, I was talking to Ryan, you know, I was saying it's such a weird film, especially at the beginning, because like you you don't have any bearings for that first hour. You're just like left f- floating and it's not even the crazy part of the film yet. You're just like, oh, and I, it, it they just have so weird, many weird little interactions and some of the editing is weird. And I and by weird, I just use weird because I can't think of another Like, I don't think it's bad. I do think it's intentional, but I don't know why he does it that way. Just like the scene yeah. with Michael Kane, where they're kind of joking about the suit, and then he's joking about, like, oh, box it up? No, we don't box it up. And then he, like, like <laughs> yeah. there's, like, these weird interactions that I'm not quite sure, like, it's kind of showing that he's a little fish out of water, a little bit. Right. But... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's just hard to describe. And in some ways they're, that kind of engages with you because I'm trying to figure out what is hap Like, what is this yeah. film doing? But at the same time, so I, it's like, I have no ground to stand on. I don't have a basis yet.
0: Right. And I wonder if, like you said, it was obviously it was intentional, but if, you know, upon further dissection to understand, okay, why, why is he making me feel like either like, like a disconnection or feel weird? Like, I would call it like untethered from the movie. Yeah. And like, it's like, Oh, well, if I, if I have this like weird untetheredness, but he's still able to to draw me, like I feel Mm -hmm. a force towards the film. I'm intellectually engaged and I want to understand both on a like, okay, what is happening in this movie? What are, who are these people? What is this time thing going on? As well as something about this movie has me unbalanced. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you, if you have your, and you're 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 carrying your audience through with this dynamic that really cannot like, I don't know if I can think of another movie that has that coexistence. And then the, when they really dump it on you with the crazy time travel stuff, maybe that's kind of where he was going because you, in order to like, I don't know, accept this idea of time moving backwards, you can't be tethered to the realm. What was the line that the guy? Says that like you can't keep thinking linearly, right? Yeah. Like you can't keep thinking in this certain narrow-minded point of view. You have to kind of un- untether yourself from this this timeline and allow yourself to be. F- I don't know. I'm really reaching here, but I'm just kind of curious to see if if this movie, yeah, will this movie be studied the same way? I don't know. Inception will be studied and you know be the same like kind of impact on cinema in the long run.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So I mean, yeah, it's sure. it I, like I said I I I think it will in some regard because I think just the pure the pure just like effort attitude of what they are doing in this film is so much like it's so ballsy, I don't know how to put it. It's just like Yeah, we're doing this. Like, wait, what do you mean? How we're we're gonna do what in this film for like the whole second half of the film and the rest of it? Yeah, we're gonna basically be like, but how do you film like? How do you film that? Because just like the fight scene, right, where they're at the Oslo airport and he's, you know, you find out he's fighting himself or whatever. Just like think about how you would approach even filming that, right? Because some every some shots, this part's going in reverse, but. This like how do you how do you compose that that shot that frame? Obviously, lots of digital effects, I guess, and maybe that's the easy answer, and it's not as complicated as I'm trying to make it. But but it, it just like you know, but then magnify that by a whole film level of stuff. It's just like the sheer. The sheer it really, it really humorous. hurts my
2: brain to think about <laughs> someone humorous.
1: fighting someone moving backwards in time while he's moving forwards through time. <laughs> so you know, also I was yeah. thinking about that. Whole, I was thinking about that scene a lot too, and it, that scene is also hysterical because there's like there's no reason for that fight. I mean, there is, but it's like if you think about it, the only reason that what's his name is like when he's going forward in time, you, you're playing with, is because he's attacked. Right? He thinks he's attacked. And the only reason the guy going, protagonist going backwards in time is fighting is cause he was attack like, you know what I mean? They're attacking each. Well, he's just trying to get to the portal. He doesn't actually care about fighting. Yeah, no, he's there's he's no fighting to... at all. But when he when you yeah. enter a fight at the end of the fight, the other person you're fighting thinks it's a fight that's been. happening. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? So they're both entering yeah. a fight where they have already like they think they're and, fighting, but they don't. And you know want what's even crazier about it, right? Is like he does
2: it. I think at least twice in the movie is so he goes in and he never once registers that he's playing out scenes that he's already done. Right, like, or been involved with? Right? Because, I think he, because he, I got think in he the car. No, he does. But then he why does. wouldn't he have changed?
1: Like, he knew he would crash in the car. Right, like all that stuff. What, oh, did he? Well, I guess if he knew it was the same car, I guess he, yeah, it looked. I don't. I mean, I don't know. The other, I did have a thought about the fight scene in Oslo. Then why did he try to shoot? Yeah. or, like reverse <laughs> shoot himself. Like that was thinking that is like just because he knew those bullets had to come out or what? Like,
2: it why would my he head. do that? It
1: I don't <laughs> understand it. It's like a causality loop, but not your traditional time travel causality, causality right. loop, right? Where, yeah, you know, like they mentioned the grandfather paradox or whatever, where, but yeah. it, but it's like a causality loop because it's like when you look at time as not a singular, you know, one direction vector, but two, like. There's no –
0: yeah. But it's not even two, right? Because you could go backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards yeah. as many times as you want. You can coexist 80 billion times yeah, you're in the like same kind potential of, scene.
1: And and never once have you like warped time travel. You haven't taken a no. DeLorean to a different time. You have. No. You could track one person's travel and they've existed continuously this entire time. But yet they're bouncing like a, like a Pong board. Like it's like Pong, right? Or ping pong or whatever. And that's basically what someone's doing. They, what they're doing uh, in this movie. Yeah, just thinking. So there were which there makes were me okay. So we're them. getting into there this. No, this is the part of the conversation that we knew was and happening. It hurts my brain so much.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was that's trying the to part avoid that's confusing part of the...
1: because then there because both of the guys in the black suits and with the mask on were him, and I think I just need to see the film again to remember. But I was like, wait, why is yeah. why is there one version where Robert Pattinson sees him? With, I think it's just later in the fight because it's no. Because remember when you fight.
0: when you. If you're going backwards in time, when you exit a portal, there'll be two of you coming out of it.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but what? as
0: if you came out of nowhere. Yeah. Whereas if you, will, but if you're going forwards in time and you enter a portal, you'd like vanish. <laughs> or I may have said that backwards.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, because if you're going backwards, you would see the guy. No, it would be the same though. Because if you're going forwards in time, you would – and that's what – they even said that line. Look, if you don't see yourself coming out the other side, you know it doesn't work. Yeah. So there's always going to be one but person. To, I mean,
0: but to an independent observer.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true.
0: But to yourself, you're right. Yeah, because you, you have to. The other thing too
1: that is – so which is interesting because normally in time travel, right, you, your constant is yourself. And, like, let's say, whatever, Marty McFly, he still ages as he's... But the way they explain this is it's reverse entropy. So could you get younger if you were... That's t-
0: one thing they don't answer in this movie, and I think they intentionally don't. Because, that, because there's certain questions that come up with Neil about how is he how is he able to know things from the future yeah. but still be... So it, they don't ever answer that question. And I, I'm going to...
1: So where are you, you gonna get <laughs> yeah, i guess i mean it's not, I, there's I, nothing in you the can offer your theory pibble. but I it think... doesn't matter too much it was just a thought i had is like because if it if they're explaining it with reverse emp- entropy just on the basic level that means that your body would not be you know expand you yes. know whatever you would not be losing energy it you would be like yeah. whatever getting younger i guess
2: i mean right where where yeah. you, you going to get into the theory of who neil is
0: yeah, I've read a couple of theories and I shared those with Sean. But the more I thought about it, it they're more circumstantial.
1: Yeah, they, I mean, I'm I'm not a I'm sure I guess, but it, to me, it doesn't add anything. There's no like, but it just yeah, makes more sense
2: because obviously, then the protagonist would spend more time with with him, right? Why? Because I mean, if he's Max. And he's going to spend more time kind of following cat around. It's it's heavily implied that he still. I wants mean, I mean, to... again,
1: sure. I mean, I, that's fine. I don't if they're the same person. Great, but like so he doesn't have to. be. I mean, it's circumstantial. Like yeah, sure, it's
2: circumstantial. Sort of it... yeah. but I mean, at the end of the day, and it doesn't mean much. But I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. it it just makes some sense, right? Because he talks about how much time he spent with the protagonist.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I honestly could don't go mean either way. have strong feelings yeah. either way, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, the, the only thing. Sorry. Uh,
0: when, when I was watching it the second time, I was trying to figure that out. And so, like, they, you know, Max could be short for Maximilian, and there's a certain spelling of Maximilian where the end of it is spelt L I E N, yeah. versus Neil. So. it's interesting now we're getting into uh (laughs) conspiracy Um, theory I
1: i was also one way to think about this film was like this film either you don't like you have to think about it just bare surface level just like don't think about it just just go along for the ride just assume it's all making sense or you have to think about it you have to dive deep and just like rubik's cube it out because if you think about it too much but not enough you're gonna be like it's not gonna make yeah. any sense because the whole time i'm just like i need to think about this harder because it doesn't make sense right now or i'll just be like okay i'm not gonna think about this i can't think about this scene right now i'm just gonna like <laughs> well, the whole end of the film is like i i i can't think about this right now. i'm just gonna i'll yeah. figure it out later i'll figure it out later
0: well okay. yeah well it's like this the scientist in the beginning says like don't don't think about it too hard just feel it yeah which of course is talking to the audience yeah. but then it is funny at the end of the movie you're talking to the the military guy yeah. doing the mission briefing. And he's like, look, if you're too stupid to figure this out, like get out of here. So then they kind of like throw it back at <laughs> yeah, you. Like, well,
1: it's been two and a half hours and you still don't get it. You idiot. And I still think that the, the audience in the opera house at the beginning is a, uh, just a metaphor for the uh, actual audience of the movie. It's just like, <laughs> look, we're all just, just go to sleep right now. Just don't Don't worry about it. All this crazy stuff's going to happen around you and whatever. You'll be fine. But apparently that they weren't fine. Ryan told me that it's based on a real story and half the people died or something.
0: Yeah. Um, so I will say, so one of the best things that for me that came out of this movie is Robert Pattinson. I was like, wait a minute, Robert Pattinson's cool? When did this happen? How come <laughs> no one told me? This guy's freaking what, rad you, as heck.
2: Didn't you watch... Uh... Crap, what was that last movie he was in? The,
1: the Lighthouse. Lighthouse? Yeah. I actually Lighthouse. didn't see
0: Lighthouse, but now I really want to. Because Oh, yeah. Light- man, well, he... Lighthouse
1: is great. I just love Light- Lighthouse. is just awesome anyway. It's on Amazon Prime for free.
0: Oh, shoot. Um, I'll watch it tonight. And he's
1: really good in that. Uh, but, yeah, he was actually – yeah, he was super cool in this. I actually liked him. lot. And which was – so kind of getting to what I was saying earlier about the relationship. Because, yeah, Chris, that first scene – like, it's like, it's, they barely established any sort of, and they hint at like, oh, you know, you like Diet Coke more. And so it hints like, okay, he knows more. I get it. Whatever. But it still was just like, it's like a weird scene. Again, going back to this weirdness that I can't really pinpoint. But the, what I kind of, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but I felt like I had a better sense of their, like, their relationship formed more at the end of the film than it did at the beginning of the film. Oh, like, yeah. it almost, you know what I mean? Like, so they were doing a reverse. That they're building this relationship in reverse from how a film would normally do it. And I don't know if that was intentional or not. But it it seemed like – like, at first, he seemed like a one-off character, right? Like Like, I didn't think – I didn't even know if I'd see him again after the India, when they infiltrate the apartment in right. India. I was kind yeah. of half expecting not to see him again in the rest of the movie. But then as the film goes, it becomes much like, oh, he's actually really, really important. And he's pivotal. And he's like, oh, he's a key element of what's going on in this movie.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, it's just, yeah, it was just so sudden, right? Things were already moving so fast. And then, boom, here's another character. And yeah. he's acting like, oh, I already know everything about you. And you kind of chalk that up to Spy World, right? You're just like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, he, he read his dossier, whatever, right? And then they do they do their little thing. They kind of get in, get out. He He doesn't make much of a fuss at that time. He's just kind of there. Right, and helps out, and then he's gone for a bit, and then about halfway through the movie, he kind of reappears, and things he starts to get more involved, right? But yeah, like I said, it's just the beginning of that film. There's just so many characters thrown at you, and you're like, Is he important? Is
1: she important? Are they so the biggest? So, maybe, like I said, the plot is just kind of especially in the first half of the film, like the whole art stuff i like i i still don't well exactly okay, why so that's significant let's, or let's, why i let's care play about this okay. out. let's
2: play this out right real fast because uh, actually this is one thing i wanted to get into the further my point of just how crazy the beginning of the movie is is okay so uh real real uh thing goes bad right his team fails uh for some reason they then decide to put him through some tests at the end of it uh <laughs> He passes the test is like congratulations, you're part of this new top secret thing. And but I can't tell you anything about it. It's it's nothing. You just have to kind of figure out what <laughs> yeah, it, it's nothing. You literally have to figure out what it is. Um
1: and we're gonna put you in a
2: windmill. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> he, he 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 for some reason meets up with a scientist who gives him a non explanation of things going on. You have to prevent World War Three. What that is, I don't know. Just go about it. <laughs> OK, so somehow he he takes the bullet that she had, traces it to the, the Mumbai dealer, meets the lady, meets Neil. Lady is like, OK, Russian guy. OK, that's the villain, Russian guy. That's where the connection is. Okay, so then he meets with Michael Caine, and Michael Caine's like, oh, this is how you're going to meet with the, the art lady to get you in with the Russian guy. But that's where things get a little off kilter, right? Because then he gets way more involved with the art <laughs> thing than he does yeah, the Russian saying, guy. Like, I, I just don't
1: understand the significant, Like, she was, she was being blackmailed because... She sold him, unknowingly, a fake Goya. No, she didn't drug. sell him. She bought it. She's his wife.
2: Oh, well, it, I guess it's an art appraiser who unknowingly sold Sater a forged Goya drawing. Okay. And then he uses that after he finds out to keep her under his control. I, I still don't. And then me, he tries like, to that destroy the in. art to get her out. Not that that would actually get her out from a crazed maniac, I would assume. Like, what? how does
1: that blackmail on? I, don't, I just don't understand. Like, how is it like? I don't know. Why is he black? How is he blackmailing her with forged art? And why? Maybe because it would
2: ruin her life if they found out she failed at appraising something it, properly.
1: May, I I mean, I guess. Sure. If that's the film. To me, it doesn't really ring true when she's like, when she's so desperate that she would do anything to get out there. Then I wouldn't care about the blackmail. Like, okay, fine. Tell them about Well,
2: that. it was more of the kid, right?
1: Yeah, but again, that then that's the then the blackmail is that he's holding her kid hostage. I mean, that's really right. What that's it the came power he yeah. has. So that's why I'm saying this whole art thing felt like a whole like diversion. Like, I but that was how the protagonist
2: got involved. I
1: guess. And. Okay, yeah, so the art thing was like a, it was just, because there's a significant amount of time devoted to the art stuff yeah. in the movie, so that's why, it's like, I wouldn't maybe mind it if it was just like a clearly, just like a plot point MacGuffin, but there was like so much built up around this, and then I still never like quite got the significance of it, um, and I'm sure I'm, whatever, it's just me or whatever, I'm missing stuff, but it just felt odd. Um Uh... So, a couple other... So, so the the um, time portal switcheroos... The turnstiles? Turnstiles. Turnstiles. So, okay. I brought this up. Ryan and I were talking about this after we saw it. But, after he gets woken up from the car that explode freezes, and he's fine. Which he... also didn't
2: make much sense. <laughs> <It's>
1: like... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Because bat, the yeah, bat that also fire. happened so
2: quick. And I was just like, wait, what? what? Yeah, that whole sequence, I barely... <laughs> it's alive? What happened?
1: <laughs> and they like left... There were so many things that they either didn't show or they showed so briefly, I didn't know if it was significant. Because I guess he meets himself. And he gives himself the thing. Yeah, he does. But I yeah, I don't remember that part at all.
0: It, they show it briefly because it bounces in the yeah. back
1: seat of the car. Oh, yeah, I don't... Yeah. Uh, anyways. Okay, so he wakes up and he's in tent... Town, or he's like in a tent with Robert Patton. Tent town? <laughs> well, the the, the, whatever, whatever the little vacuum Cargo vacuum chain? chainer, chamber. And so at that point they're still traveling back in reverse yeah. time, right? They're reversing ah, through yeah. time. But then. I, I, what was the, Remember Ryan? What was that thing I brought up? Yeah. Okay.
0: So he's, he, they're traveling back through for time. Why? Because Cat got shot and the bullet oh, has radiation right. and they need to, to, in, if, if they now are synchronized with the radiation as in the polarity is reversed, it's no longer poisoning her body. Of course, getting shot isn't super great for you either. Um, so they need to stay in that time enough for her to be rid of the radiation and healed. Yes. And but then of course once they're done going through that they need to now reverse time so they can yes. go forward again and so move that their yeah lives. so that was so the they whole reason they're to going Oslo to airport Oslo. yeah yeah but then as Sean you pointed out the very next scene they're actually are again once again in another cargo crate on a ship going backwards through time so why yeah how did that occur and like they, did, there's uh, a
1: there's a huge plot element where it's hard for, they don't just have these time chambers themselves the only ones they have are the one in Oslo or the one in Kenneth Branagh's place, right? That They make a point of saying, we, we got to go find one. Okay, there's the one in Oslo. Fine, we'll go to that one. So if it's yeah. so hard for them to get these time, then but then they reverse it anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do they reverse it again? Because they show so shots the, of the ship traveling backwards through the windmill factory or the film farm. The,
0: so the only thing that, like, with these things, you can sort of, like, shoehorn in explanations is that on the, quote-unquote, first pass that protagonist had, he actually made his way through the future to then send back a cargo ship that had a time travel thing with the cavalry. I mean, that doesn't really make sense, but it's the only possible explanation is that they didn't have it at that time until he had made it to the future enough to send back another ship.
1: So I suppose. I mean, no, you're right. I mean, with anything with time travel like that, but the question is then, well, why didn't he just send one back to right after she got shot and they're in, you know what I mean? Like if he's sending stuff back from the future, I guess because he had already experienced it, so they know they have to go. Like then they you get into those it. questions, yeah. or it's just like, wait, it already happened. Yeah, but it's it. funny
0: because they say like, you know, what's happened is happened, and they don't ever show someone necessarily un yeah. or undoing or or not doing
2: something that we know. And, that, be... and that's the stuff
1: that that's the trippiest part that always yeah it, me it up. messes with well, your really head the best so part bad. about this movie
2: is um, once you understand it, you're like, there really was no threat ever.
1: <laughs> well they've said that multiple times too they're like but the world hasn't ended so we know we're fine right and we're like "Or are we <laughs> I don't know, like. well, well i mean that's
0: sort of the message i think one of the messages of the movie is like look what's happened has happened but that's not an excuse to do nothing um yeah i don't know it was i think a pretty good message it may have gotten lost a little <laughs> bit in the mechanics of the storytelling or, or you know so yeah
1: like I mean, the thing is that I could see an entire franchise using this mechanic because, like, I yeah. want to see more of it. It's, like, it's yeah. so unique and just, the, like, I just, like, <clears throat> I just need to see more to figure it out more. You know what I mean? Like, so,
0: yeah. So, Sean, that actually brings me to, like, my one of my main points about or things I want to talk about this film is that I enjoyed being in this world. Yeah. I just every minute I was spending in this world, eight, this could have been a three and a half hour movie or whatever. And I would just have enjoyed every second of it. And maybe it was because I just loved playing around with these stupid time travel, what's it's or just the way Nolan constructs a world. Um, which I would say is also probably maybe more true. Cause I think I feel a similar way as other Nolan films, but, but I, anyway, getting back to your point is yes, I want more, I want more sequels. I want to continue living in this world. Cause it was just so much fun. Um, you know, for whatever combination of reasons.
2: I mean, is there anything past uh, him cleaning up in the birth of Tenant, or I guess the death of Tenant? I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, to me, it implies is, it, it is definitely protagonist... s- implies that there's
1: this whole world of missions that that, that, that like things that yeah. that he is the founder of Tenant. I guess I don't I don't know. Yes, he is um, the founder of Tenant. Also, this is another thing I noted. Obviously, Tenant is a palindrome, but I thought they could have made it clear why it's a palindrome. And maybe it would have been too corny, but I think it would have, like, for a film that is so without grounding for the audience, having it if it came across as cheesy, that was fine, but having a line where he's either talking to himself or talking to someone else traveling the opposite direction on the timeline, saying the word tenant, right? Because it's a palindrome, and that's why it's significant. That's why it's the word you have to say, so you know if someone's traveling backward through time, they'll understand you regardless regardless of which direction they're going through time. Yeah,
0: Right, so you know that other person is an operative. Yeah,
1: exactly, um, and, they, and, they, and they, that you are too. And they make a point of saying, you know, "There's that code phrase, something like something, something at twilight, whatever that you know." We live in a twilight we, world. We live in a what twilight twilight world, and then they answer with something. One, nine, yeah, but yeah, that's why, right, like, but they hint at these. That, so they set up this idea of a secret code. Right. And then they could have paid it off in a cool way with this palindrome thing or come up with another palindrome like race car, race car, even though that's not a phonetic palindrome. It's, it's a spelling, yeah, palindrome, it's you know what, what I mean? Word. Like whatever it'd have to be, you know, like a phrase that works backwards and forwards, like so that you know, like, oh, that's an operative business is the significant of the, of tenant. Well, at least partially, right. but it never is clear. Think
0: it- yeah, no, I completely agree, especially since they do, they set up the, they do, they disobey the rule of threes. They set up the Twilight World code phrase, they do the tenant code phrase, but then there's no payoff at yeah. the end. The only payoff we get is when Neil forms his hands together to show why <laughs> that's the, exp- you're like, okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't, Is that that's my payoff. And also in terms of it being like silly or cheesy, I don't think so. There was plenty of yeah, weird yeah. lines, in the, like we're in a cold war. Ice cold. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, who wrote or, that? Uh, that? Yeah, and, like when he's was? getting
1: frisked in the yacht, I said this early, too, but when he's getting frisked yeah. in the yacht and he's like, you didn't even buy me dinner first. It's like, that is the most hack. Like, I feel like, like the cliche line right. for getting frisked all the time. It was just so weird.
0: Yeah. Like, how would you like to die, old? <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Okay. That's. Yeah. But again, you can imagine a different actor saying yes. that and you're like, oh, okay, this is a Bond movie or a um, cheesy spy movie.
1: The. So also, so just kind of jumping back to some of the logistics. So specifically, the end of the film, I I had no idea, and the only reason I rem- now I kind of have an idea is because Ryan explained a lot, or at least we discussed it. Try- I will say me, I tried to, yeah, crystallize a little bit, but I had no idea what was going in the last part of the film, like the way that whole sequence played out. I didn't, I didn't know what ha- I. I did not know what happened. Like, and am not exaggerating. I didn't know what happened. Other than visually, I could tell you there was a thing on the screen at this time. What did they this. call it? It was like but a I don't know who the characters time were. trap or
2: something like that.
1: Oh, a yeah. pincer trap? Which is a cool idea. I think that's awesome. The temple pincer but I, movement. Yeah. I don't know if. I'm too dense when I was watching it and it's just too much to take in on a first watch for me to like really understand that they're setting they're doing these things visually because the one example Ryan you told me, it completely went over my head when they did it in the film. Apparently they like have an example with the buildings blowing up but the rocket oh, yeah. it, like I went over my head. I just looked like a building blowing up to me. That's what I'm saying. The whole scene just like a, looked like a war scene, but with but with hysterically some people walking backwards in this war scene. That's like I had no idea what was happening. like. And everyone like the red and blue is a good, but it's not clear enough. Like right, so you have some people walking backwards, but you don't know which perspective you're watching so if i'm looking at these people backwards i might be watching it from the blue perspective anyway so i'm actually walking the people watching the people traveling forward in time you know what i mean like all this stuff is happening and then the stuff in the bunker with a on a catwalk i had no idea what was i had no idea what anyone was trying to do or what the goal was or not goal was or who, which character was? At any, like, I guess there's supposed to be a little bit of a mystery that you don't know it's Robert Pattinson at the time. Not until you see the backpack, right? Not until you see it yeah. later. But, like, I barely registered there was another person there. Like, I, wait, wait what, who is this? That, it's just, like, so I don't know what's happening.
0: Yeah, that catwalk part was oddly filmed. Like, it, it was like, okay, there's another person in this room. How come no one's communicating with him? Who is he? Why is he here? What's going on? Like, yes. it, it's just odd. Like, we're just gonna ignore this other person in the room right now. Um, I don't know. I don't. That was odd. odd sp- filming. That's yeah, sad. that's um, why he dies, though. I,
1: it, yeah, yeah, that is, and that's a cool idea. Well, I really like that idea yeah. because that, right? It's an interesting idea to think like, oh, we're killing off this. If they do turn it into a franchise. Oh, they killed off Robert Pattinson, but he doesn't matter. We're actually going to, he's going to be in, we know he's going to be in every (laughs) single other movie in this franchise, and he's going to feature prominently. And so you see the end of this, that's what I'm saying, getting to this idea that you see the end of this character, like, at the beginning of the relationship, almost. Like, it's a a strange thing, which is really cool, and it's almost like one of those things, it's like, am I just not think, like, am I just not mentally processing it enough to appreciate it, and it's really, like, I get that it's brilliant just on the pure idea of what they're trying to attempt, but maybe it works on so many more levels, but I just can barely grasp the first level that I can't even pretend to think of like what else is going on. Um, Yeah. Well, any other, any other questions, any other things that we could answer for people about what happened in this movie? I, I didn't even get that the opera house that it was Robert Pattinson Brian had to tell me that. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's how we first. Right. We. He, that's when he
1: first sees. Well, the, that's the, the when first scene. at the end, the right? Backpack.
2: was the, the backpack coin. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just don't remember ever seeing the backpack. coin. Oh, in, it was so fast, and then two and the a half hours later. <laughs> it was really that's what Maybe that's what I was like. <laughs> you didn't remember this one little prop in this one shot in <laughs> this gigantic scene from two Honestly, and a half hours ago. I was ago?
2: expecting more payoff for that at the end, but they never went back to it. Uh, yeah. I mean, we—they gave us exactly what I we needed. I mean, I needed. guess I was just like, you no, know, the mission's it. a failure there, right? Because God knows what happens to the freaking algorithm piece at that time. But
0: well, it gets captured by the Russians or by uh,
1: Andre. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing too. Is like, it had me questioning after the ops. Like, wait, so was it was all a big stunt and the the capsule was fake as a setup? But it was like, no.
2: No. The, the Russians
1: were still real and they did capture him, but they just, yeah. he bit down in the capsule and they left his body for them to find, I guess. I mean, they don't Yeah, I
0: mean, right. Like you could have said like, well, man, they could have shot him in the head after that.
1: Good thing they didn't. <laughs> um Also, I, I've heard theories or people like, oh, there's, or maybe Ryan, you mentioned this, that like. There's multiple parts of this film where it's just like, oh, he died. The rest of the film is just his... <laughs> his dream. <laughs> and obviously... I love... That's like the most common film <laughs> yeah, theory. Like...
0: like anything like, oh, they fell asleep in this scene. They never woke up. The rest <laughs> is a dream. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because there are multiple points in this movie where he's like, oh, he, yeah, he died right there. He bit the capsule. He, cried, he died in the car accident or whatever. Yeah. Um, also, like, so it, the
2: freaking... Like this guy the the soldier guy, Ives, right? Like, he keeps like making the joke slash threat about like, oh, there can be none, no survivors, right? And then he even like that scene at the end, he looks like he he, he was gonna do it and he even sighs like Sigh, okay. Okay, guys. I'm not gonna kill you this time, right? It's like but if you if you killed the protagonist, then that undoes the whole movie,
1: right? <laughs> I don't know. Does he know that? Does, well, like, does he know? I don't think he knows that. Yeah. I, did, I mean, does well, he know whether protagonist? he knew it or does not, he... it would have undone the whole movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it would have because, well, yeah.
0: No, but then if he had shot him, that means he would have never gone into the future in the first place, Chris. So we know he wasn't going to shoot know. him in the ever.
2: This this works off the, the theory that all time is happening at once. No, he would have because
1: his 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 he would have still. Because he would have been, you know, there's the other, the actual version of himself earlier on. He would have still gone. Like, because that is kind of interesting, because you could, like, with all this time travel stuff, you could still kill anyone at any point. No, that's the, not the true. Funniest, you
0: the... Well, you theoretically could. You You could, because if you have the knowledge, it's like the pincer movement. If you have the information of someone that about something that's gone before you, you can prepare yourself accordingly.
1: Well, I'm just saying that, like, if you look at it from a a singular person traveling backwards and forwards through time, like, imagine ping pong, but from the ball's perspective. It doesn't know which direction it's going. It's just always going, right? Right. So that's who, let's protagonist. So whenever protagonist dies, regardless of which direction he's going, it doesn't matter to him. He's still only been traveling on his his trajectory, right?
0: On his trajectory, yeah.
1: But that... (laughs)
2: you know the funny the funny way to think about this in relation to other time travel movies right is other time travel movies is person appears at point in time and that's where the story goes this one's like a freaking like squiggle line right there's this like so many like overlapping well because
0: that's why i love it so much i love it it so much because if you think
1: about it in one but then if you think about it like in the scene where he's fighting himself if he had killed his like he could have killed his future the past self could have killed his future self and everything would have been fine but if the future self killed the past self, it would have been But the future fun, self right?
2: obviously can see that it's his past self, and he would have no intention
1: of killing his... <laughs> but, I'm, but could he have? Could he?
2: No,
0: because it, that scene's already played out. He knows that's not yeah. what happens.
1: So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's rather... so... It's just so
0: much fun to think about. Because it's not like this... The, this scenario that we're experiencing with this movie isn't any different than any other time travel movie, yeah, but right? It's, but Even it's... Even in an Avengers, you could say, like, oh, what if he went back yeah. and killed this? You know, and you would have these same paradoxical yeah. qu- questions. This one is just so much funner to think about, right? Because it's so much more of a mind twister than those ones like, oh, yeah, well, it's linear time, so he would kill them, and oh, okay, end of that mystery.
1: Yeah, when you have literal things... Because, well, the other thing that's sometimes confusing is because they make a point when they're explaining everything that they're inverting objects... And it's right, right. You invert an object; it's still subject to the whims of the forces upon it, right? Like the bullet, the bullet's only moving or reacting to things based on how he either hit, you know, reverse shot the gun or whatever. Right. But a person, if you revert, you know, reverse inverse time on a person, they are still actively right. They still have a free will. Yeah, free will and determination. So it's not like they're subject to forces on them, or are they? I don't know. Well, they they they, are if you punch them, but
2: physically touch himself, right? Yeah,
0: that's why they have to wear those suits.
2: Oh, I
1: missed that part. Oh, yeah, that's
0: why they had to wear the suit. Uh, I
1: mean, I got—I remember the mask part because their lungs work in reverse, so they have to breathe (laughs) carbon dioxide. Which is that's kind of a funny thing. Because it's like, I'm sure they could not have done that and no one would have cared. Or, you know, yeah. there would have been some nerd scientist like, well, actually, <laughs> their lungs would have like, but no one would have cared, right? But they just did that as a kind of a shorthand. Like, look, anyone in a mask is going backwards in time. So if you see anyone in a mask, aha, you know they're going backwards in time. Yeah. Which is just yeah. kind of a cool visual shorthand for, you know, storytelling.
0: Yeah. I re- there, I there forget who was talking to you, but they were saying like, Wait a minute. So Robert Pattinson was going backwards the whole time, right? I was like, oh man, that would be a mind blowing <laughs> like twist. Like was I was like, well, to... no, he couldn't. He couldn't breathe, and he's like, wait, He trained himself to speak backwards. Like that's what. Right. So yeah, I want to have someone who,
1: like have gone through that, and like here because the scene when it dawns on you, like dawns the wrong word because nothing ever dawns on any audience <laughs> while watching this movie. But while like you know, like a sh- the shoe drops in the scene in the like halfway through the film, the midpoint where basically he can front's brawn on the other side of the glass and like he's like yelling at him and the whole time i'm like i don't am i supposed to know what he's saying is yeah, he talking backwards weird. or is it like muffled or like well which yeah. brings me to another point which i brought up a lot when i was talking about Ryan, but it's like i had a lot of issue understanding not just the, the crazy plot but just on the most basic level understanding people in this film the sound no, mixing yeah. was really i don't want to say it was bad but to me, it just made it hard to understand what anyone was saying. All the yeah. accents, the different muffled voices, because everyone is in Matt. Everyone's Bane. <laughs> it's an entire movie where everyone is Bane. And then you have people traveling back and speaking backwards. So, like, they were – especially during the action scenes and there's already and loud music and noises and explo- – like, I don't know what anyone is saying. I want to I watch this film with captions. Like, I think, I, uh, like, think that will help immensely – Especially just for, like, names of things. Because it's hard to keep track of names. But when you could read a name, it helps me identify. You know what I mean? You have a visual indicator to, you know, corresponds with what they're referring to. But when it's just voices and it's being distorted and accents, it's so hard to, like, I don't even know. I didn't even realize that the main character didn't actually have a name until a good portion of the film, way through the film.
0: Oh yeah, I, I that on the first pass, I got that, like that the that he was called protagonist. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I didn't did, know he was going to be credited as protagonist. Yeah. But what's great is that when he describes um, battling himself in the past before he knows it yeah. himself, and he describes like he calls him, there was two antagonists uh, wearing all black yes. suits, and I was like, yeah. that that's I, I give him a little <laughs> clap for that one. Yeah. Um,
1: I have one kind of fun so. <laughs> All this craziness being said, do you have any thoughts about like what this film means? by which I mean like on a, like I, I know I just said that I can't even pretend to begin to fathom, but so what I mean by like Chris Nolan films in general, I always feel like they are metaphors for lots of other things. I think um, prestige and interstellar and inception are I think Nolan is just obsessed with with storytelling in general. Um, and so each of his films is just kind of like a take on just the nature of storytelling. Uh, and so I was like trying to, and, and the more I thought about it, like, okay, I think maybe I'm kind of seeing. and to me, this film is about the nature of the hero, the hero's journey. Right. And basically what that means, obviously it it's not. Just to be cheeky that the hero the main character's name is protagonist, right he's the blank slate he is the hero he is the mm-hmm. whatever he's the every man he's every hero ever he is the protagonist and the first half of the film you brought up bond earlier Ryan, and I think that's a clear like that is every element I think the more you think about it, the more it is clearly bond. Like, mm-hmm. everything kind of matches with a Bond film, which is the epitome of, like, the standard action, not just action, standard hero, the blank slate hero, the hero with the yeah. clear path, a clear directive, a clear, like, this is what everyone projects themselves as when they think of hero. Bond. He's the quintessential hero, right? And then halfway through the movie, it's like, wait, there's no I – I, and, and this is where I don't really – I'm just kind of reaching and, and just kind of whatever, mm-hmm. trying to kind of find – I think his take is that every, you know, everyone thinks they're the real hair and he even says that. And then the Indian woman says, you know, we're all protagonists. And there's a truth to that, right? But then by the end of it, he's like, yeah, I am the protagonist. Like, what does that mean? Like, there's, there's meaning behind this and I'm still trying to decipher it, right? Like, we're, we're, and like bringing up the antagonists. Those were, they were two antagonists. Even ourselves. Our, our own antagonists, when viewed from a different perspective, if we're only limiting to one perspective, i.e., the limited perspective of linear time as we understand it, yeah, we're not seeing everything. We have to see things from multiple perspectives to fully understand, and we have to break away from the singular idea of a hero. I think that's what he's trying to get at. I think that's what this film is about.
0: Yeah, I think that's some good points. Um, I don't know how you would explain Andre. I think he's pretty clear set. But then, hey, maybe he does a sequel and is told from the opposite side, the, Mm. the, the the antagonist from the future, and we get to see things from their side.
1: Well, I mean, I think the one line to me that's telling, and they make a big deal of it, is that, you know, if I can't have her, no one can, which is just that idea of the hero, right? The singular perspective taken to its perverse conclusion, right? And so I think that's a little bit kind of like... The uh, the other thing that's watching this whole movie, I kept expecting there to be a bigger bad guy, which I guess is the future, the whatever mysterious force in yeah. the future is the real bad guy. But it just like when it like when you're when I'm three quarters of the way through the film, I'm like, oh, I guess Kenneth Branagh is the big bad. It did feel like, oh, OK, I guess he's just like this weird arms dealer. But he's he's the main bad guy in this for a film that's dealing with the nature of reality for the bad guy to just be like this petty arms dealer is like right. Isn't that did anyone else feel that was weird? maybe not weird, but just like, I don't know. Like
0: it, it just, yeah. I mean, it, it didn't feel necessarily weird to me. Um, I guess cause I was still perceiving like this unknowable future, um, mask, you know, yeah. faceless villain of the future. And he was sort of their. Um, I don't know what's the word for it. Like he's the one that's going to carry out their,
1: yeah. their will. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna stick with we have to break the idea of a singular hero. That's what i That's what I think this movie's about. I don't know, but I, th- this is ha- he's saying something, right? There, there's something deep he's trying to get at about the nature of heroes and storytelling and blah 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 blah. And if I'm being too pretentious, that's fine. But it's you can't name your you can't name your main character without a name and just call him protagonist and not Wait. Like Wes's
0: what, what Neil Stephen Stevenson
1: did it in Snow Crash, right? Exactly, and he did it. He did that in a very, che- and that was intentionally to be kind of cheeky. right? I don't know. Yeah, um, well, because
0: it was hero protagonist, right? Yeah, and exactly.
1: So it's extra cheeky. Yeah, but which with, yeah. it it's just like too. All right, for for something for, here's something you will notice. It's just hinting at all the stuff you're not noticing is what that that's what that like indicated to me about what this movie means hmm. in terms of what nolan's trying to convey i don't know maybe not maybe he just wants to like hey what if we went backwards through time <laughs> uh,
0: no i think i think you're onto something there like there's more than one side to any story and yeah you,
1: whatever, i mean I get, the, yeah victor
0: I, writes what is the expression the victor writes the history kind of a thing and yeah he was the victor so it's it's told he looks like the hero because he he was able to save the kid and kill the bad guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 not just that all sides are valid. I don't I don't think it's that because I think I think that's why I think Kenneth Branagh's character is an important take on this idea. Is that is that everyone has their own perspective and everyone is their own hero, but there's still, like you were saying earlier, you still have to take action what is what is what did you say what did you say
0: earlier yeah i mean that that's that's more of like the direct quote-unquote like yeah. theme or message i guess like um, if you as kinda, opposed
1: yeah yeah
0: it is that um what's happened happened but that's not an excuse to do nothing yeah exactly um and so which in given the ultimate kind of uh cl- you know problem is yeah. that you know climate collapse right yeah is revealed to be the why this is all ultimately happening is that our future is completely screwed up so we got to go back and screw up the past too and that there's this short-sightedness that got us into this situation in the first place but we haven't learned our lesson and we're going to continue being short-sighted um and so even though we know what's happened like we've yeah, we've pretty well darn screwed up our planet, but that's not an yeah. excuse to do nothing. We yeah. still have to try.
1: I mean, I think it's too. It's important at the end too when he says, "I am the protagonist," right? Like, it's a it's a confirmation of the idea, but it's a better understanding of that. It's not so it, well. Simple. To me,
0: that was that was to me totally dovetailing into what Pattinson said because she says, "You think you're the only protagonist? There's mm. many." You know, the, yeah. we can all do this. And he's like, yeah, but I am the protagonist. Yeah. I am choosing yeah. to take up this call of action and do something about it. Yeah. That, which, again, totally bleeds into what Patterson's last statement was.
1: Yeah. Well, we figured it out, everyone. <laughs> yeah, we solved it. We solved Tenet. Um, I don't think I'll go to the theater again, but I do feel like repeat viewings of this film how could you not like get more out of it? like? I yeah, just feel like I definitely did. I missed like at least a third of what happened to this film. I would I would think I would get some more of that. I really
2: can't wait for the director's
1: commentary on this film. <laughs> like I I don't know what
0: I, <laughs> <laughs> he's like. I don't even remember shooting this shoot. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I definitely I'm I'm very excited to see it again. I I don't think I'll be seeing it in the theater though. But yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, this—I mean, this has shown uh, the movie companies, the publishers, and everything that movies, as they are right now, big-budget films are likely to fail in theaters. Yeah, yeah. right now, anyway. and that's—I mean—that's why we saw Sony and Warner Brothers push back so many more movies again, mm-hmm. right? Like, Wonder Woman was set for October, but after Tenet came out, and they saw that they just it just wasn't happening they they punted it until like next year now right yeah yeah for december right and they may punt it again because they're big there there's so much money wrapped up in the movies that they need to definitely release it in theaters of any hopes of actually making their money back on it but while the people aren't going to the theaters they can't release the film yeah
0: i mean it'll be curious to see you know maybe tenet stays in the theaters, longer, like yeah. ten yeah. times that's, as long.
2: Yeah. That's the theory that I heard was in order to help recoup tenant. That another reason to push back things is so there's nothing to push tenant out, mm. and they could just keep it going. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. I, I'd be kind
0: of curious to see because I would. I overall, I'd prefer to see th- movies hang around in theaters longer. Yeah. Because it's, it, I just don't like that the industry is so focused on th- a three day profit yeah. window, which it it just seems so backwards, and it is. I don't know. It. Well, yeah we don't have to talk about all the problems with, yeah, the no, movie I know that's, that'd right be now,
1: cool. But. If we saw the film films, you know, lifespan now be multiple months in theaters. Yeah. Um, to compensate. That'd be kind of interesting. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, all right, real don't, quick. Uh, oh, sorry. What
0: I was gonna say, last thing I kind of wanted to, since Brandon showed us the, the Seder oh, yeah. square, I kind of wanted to just do oh, a little yeah. thing for that. So uh, a friend of ours, me and Sean, um, showed us this thing called the Cedar Square. For those listening, look it up. It's like this little puzzly thing found in Pompeii. And it has the words Seder, Opera, Tenet, uh, Arepas, or are- Arepa. Um, you gotta have it backwards. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. And then um, Rotas. And so those are all words from the movie. Rotas was the security company. Uh, Arepa was the, um, the fake artist tenant of course tenant opera from the beginning of the movie and then uh, Seder, which was the the name of the guy so anyway it's a fun little thing and that was the entire inspiration for nolan's movie
1: also this is (laughs) kind of goes in and this is obvious too but i don't know why i didn't think to bring it up earlier but what is tenant a tenant is like a pillar or a a set of beliefs right like and
0: yeah but
2: But isn't that a different spelling or the same spelling? No, it's the same spelling. No, same spelling. Okay.
1: So that's also just like the idea of like tenant being literally a a set of beliefs where you're limited, you're believing one thing, but the word itself being a palindrome, which is right, believing in one thing, but being able to be literally turned around and still have meaning. I don't know, I feel like there's stuff there. I don't know. (laughs) I'm
2: gonna etch this into my front door. <laughs> Kay will. People are going to think some well, sick, Kay's humor stuff come back yet?
1: No. <laughs> um, okay, real fast. Um, maybe not every single one, but where is this like in your Nolan films? You guys both said generally in the middle, but like under, beneath, and over what other films? I think Dark Knight for me is still number one. And then like Memento. Then. Maybe Prestige, Inception, then this, and then Interstellar, I'm... then Dark Knight R- Rises, then Batman Begins, then Insomnia. Then I mean, I, oh, I, I pretty Kirk's much agree with I Ryan.
2: I think uh, I think it may be above, you know, something like Insomnia. Maybe Dark Knight Rises. Maybe the following, but yeah,
1: it's both the following, and yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, I definitely would not put it anywhere near, you know, like his golden ones like Dark Knight or Inception or Dunkirk.
1: I think Dunkirk's a little bit lower on my list. But yeah, I mean, in general, I think we agree. Yeah. Um, did you guys also the the first time you see well all the bullet stuff, but reminded me of Memento because in the very first shot of Memento, it's played to reverse. Yeah. I wonder like that. He just watched Memento again. He's like, oh, that's cool. And then let's base an entire film again? on this shot.
2: What you're saying is this is a sequel yep. to Memento. Got it. So you know what you know what the best part? The protagonist of just has uh, short-term memory loss. You know what the best part of uh, having having watched Tenet recently is now we get to look forward to whatever Christopher Nolan's going to do next, right? Which could be literally anything. He's the one director in Hollywood that could do literally yeah. anything. And he proves time and time again that he will do anything. Right? <laughs> I mean, I yeah. do so, kind of want this to always, be a franchise. It's always like, exciting. I,
1: I, I mean, I I do and right. I don't. But in the same way that Bond is like Bond, like again going back to the Bond kind of like comparisons, I want to see in this world again. I want to see these agents going on these missions. Me sometimes.
0: too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I love being in this world.
1: Um. Well, there you go, everyone. For people who did. Sit around and listen to all this, and we're now spoiled. Go see Tenet anyway. And everyone who has seen Tenet, did you understand it better after our discussion? I'm more confused than ever. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a movie. Boy, is it a movie. Um, all right.
0: Well, this conversation went a lot better the second time around. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. this is my second time but it's in your future this is my past so
2: just god damn it just <laughs>
1: thinking about it it freaking what's the line from looper it's, it's... I'm actually going backwards right now so I've I've already experienced it once and this is me this is the beginning of the conversation for me and I'm saying all this backwards too I had to train myself
0: Well you can just have the device I mean you, you have a microphone on
1: Wait, no, I couldn't have. No, this isn't the second time I experienced it. This is the first time I experienced it, but I had watched this as a future self. Because there's not two of me on this conversation. No, there's, well, as far as I know, there's just one. Yeah, maybe there's the other me going normally through time right now, just listening to everything. Right, and he's kind of telling you what, what to say. Yeah. Or he's already told you what to say.
2: So, there, there's a line from my favorite time travel movie, Looper, that I think sums it all up perfectly, from Jeff Daniels' character. And it's just, this time travel crap
1: just fries your brain like an egg. Yep. Good thing it's real. One day. Well, you know what they say about time travel. If it is going to be invented, it's always been invented.
2: So, if everybody stops listening right now and starts playing this backwards they will hear the, the, us continue talking it won't necessarily be the exact same yeah, thing it'll be, a, it'll be different extension of this it'll be a different conversation yeah, it will be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah. so start playing it backwards
1: we need to start putting that on podcast players they need to start introducing the tenant button <laughs> yeah. uh, all right well that's about it um for tonight Uh, please email us or write in or comment or text us or anything if you have answers to any or if you have questions to any of our answers um, from this episode. Uh, And uh, stay tuned. Coming up, we'll probably be doing a discussion of Mulan very soon and whether you should spend $30 in addition to your monthly Disney Plus subscription fees Um, and New Mutants, even though Ryan's already seen it. We all have to catch up Or I would like to anyway Because it's X movies We gotta talk about X-Men And What else How's your child doing Chris Is he asleep
2: Uh, I haven't checked on him in two hours He could be dead for all I know
0: (laughs) Well, He had a good run
2: (laughs) It's a record for me
0: He died doing what he loves.
2: (laughs) This is the the longest
1: any of your kids have survived, Chris.
2: My personal kids. Obviously, Austin survived longer, but that's mostly mostly his mom. You came in late to the party there.
0: Think of it as like a challenge. You can try to beat your high score next time. Sure. (laughs)
1: Uh, All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us talk about Awful baby deaths, um, <laughs> which is not yeah. out of the norm for us at all. <laughs> yeah, comes up uh, way too often. Stay safe, everyone. Wear your masks. Go see Tenant if there's no one else in the movie theater. Wear your mask and... so you can talk
2: like you're in the movie Tenant. Yeah, if you want Ooh. to make look like
1: you're traveling. Oh man, we didn't even get that connection. Everyone is wearing masks now. <laughs> is Wait, does that
0: mean he knew COVID was going to happen?
1: <laughs> everything. Did you guys know Nolan backwards is (laughs) Nalan? This has been After the Credits. A Young Chunks podcast.